0: If humanity be based on anything. It is based on the perennial human need and desire for progress and we will continue on this journey throughout the universe.
1: About 20 years ago on a train bound for nowhere I met up with the gambler we were both too tired to sleep We took turns staring through the window at the darkness Till boredom overtook us and he commenced to speak He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces Knowing what their cards were by the way they held their eyes And if you don't mind my saying, I would say you're out of aces And for one taste of your whiskey I will give you some advice So I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bummed the cigarette Then he bummed the light The night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression He said, if you're gonna play the game, boy You better learn to play it right Cause every gambler knows That the secret to survival Is knowing what to throw away Knowing what to keep And every hand's a winner Just like every hand's a loser And the best that you can hope for Is to die in your sleep You gotta know when to hold them Know when to fold them Know when to walk away Know when to run You don't ever count your money while you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done. You gotta know when to hold them. know when to fold them. know when to walk away, know when to run. You don't ever count your money while you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough
0: for counting when the deal is done. pretty expected from you though.
2: Oh yeah, normal, normal. Alright boys, uh, here we are. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Dublin Mountain Loves not so ukulele bound. I know you've missed us, so I know you fucking have, don't deny it, you fucking, <laughs> fucking love us. Uh, a special episode this week with a special guest, but just as special, we have a bonus co-host. Welcome our usual main man, Bradley Lund. How you doing?
0: good we're good
2: uh, and welcome our second <laughs> host for this week or our third our, our second co-host it is young senor jonathan Quinn. how do you
3: hello guys how are you guys doing <laughs> we're good we're good <laughs> very excited to be on the podcast again
2: yeah, yeah, a man full of opinions and he's been he's been messaging me every week. Can you get me on again? Can you get me on again? So I knew I had to give him some sort of platform to speak to his his beloved fans. Are you feeling a lot more relaxed now
0: that you're not the one in the hot seat?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Well we have a titan of a guest coming this week, so ooh, excited
0: ooh, to him ooh, the hints,
2: hints.
3: Hints, lots of hints. <laughs>
2: Who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be?
3: It's Kian McCabe. <laughs> I'm impressed Cl- you know his
2: surname. It's actually, uh, that, uh, that's
3: just from that message that Clodas sent
2: to What message did Clodas send?
3: <laughs> Remember when she she couldn't tell if it was Seamus? She couldn't tell if it was Seamus.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, how yes, how yes, deep yes. into the podcast did she get without realising who it was? <laughs>
2: oh, I think she like i don't think she finished it but i think she had listened to it like you know five or ten minutes of shade. she didn't have a clue <laughs> and i was like wow i just thought it would be really obvious but apparently not so if any guests are listening and they weren't sure who we had on a couple of weeks ago with a supposedly generic orienteering voice it was seamus Aboil. yeah the mystery is solved
0: it's quite it's quite funny when you want to like go listen to an episode and you know who was interviewed but then you go into the Spotify list and there's no, like there was no hints as to who's been interviewed. So you just have to wing it. And like,
2: <laughs> I've updated it now, actually, if you go into the Spotify list, the like first 13 or 14 I put in their names. So ah, if you're nice. looking for a particular one, it's fine. But it's still like complete surprise if you're listening to the last three or four, maybe. Sick yeah thought it'd make it a bit easier for the fans i know they love it i know they want to listen as much as possible so yeah yeah here we are
0: and for 10 years time when we're playing the drinking game
2: that'll be crucial that'll be crucial we haven't had enough drinking in the last few weeks on this show but maybe tonight boys hey eh? yeah let's get it off <laughs> to a good start what's your best position at jaywalk bradley lund <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: i know it's better than our guests
2: oh yeah that's true that's true <laughs> we should probably get the guest in before we rip into them uh right shall i add them i'm gonna take that as a yes yeah go for it chatted two months ago with this guest that's a clue that's a clue hopefully they pick up i haven't given them much warning except for 45 minutes ago and i was like oh Might be a bit late. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, the interview wasn't scheduled until half an hour after that.
0: Oh. Dun Dun, dun, dun,
2: dun, dun. Welcome, Johnny
0: Quinn. It was all a joke.
3: (laughs) I've always wondered what this, like, build-up moment is like from behind the camera. It's pretty funny. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We're
2: not having much success here. Uh, Johnny, do you want to go through for us how training is going while we wait for our
3: guests? Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, I suppose last few... I had a good run in like May and June. Me and Connor were running a lot together. Um,
2: Breaking all the rules, I take it?
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally. like. Um, right, yeah,
2: so training was going well
3: yeah and then Connor went off to France leaving me all on my lonesome so training since then has been a bit mix and match I kind of had a little bit of like hip and back pain so I was kind of taking it a bit easy anyway but um, yeah now seems like everything's sort of settled down so probably pick it up again now for the next few weeks uh, and then go into winter training as well so which which, which should be nice
2: yeah, sounds pretty positive. And then, <clears throat> apologies, sorry, I shouldn't be eating. Uh, oh, need some <laughs> feedback from our guest. Um, um, yeah, I was going to ask you too, Brad. The uh, the return to civilization, back in the modern world, and uh, and you asked your coach for a five k loop for a few time trials. How's that been going?
0: <laughs> well, I asked my my coach for a nice five five k loop. From my doorstep, first thing the coach does is he can't even can't even plan that 5k. <laughs> so oh, he off. tells me I need to do 700 meters and 30 meters of a climb before the start.
2: Yeah, as a warm up, as a fucking warm up. <laughs> hello. Ah, hello. We have our guests. We have our guests. Yeah. We uh, we have a few people on there today. So as you see, three hosts for you to interrogate you. We're gonna put you through the ringer.
4: Perfect. Perfect.
2: Yeah. So for all uh, all all guests listening, this is Nick Simen we have with us, calling calling from the Big Land from Norway, where restrictions big seem land. to be
4: seem to be non-existent. Here and far between.
2: Yeah, that's the way to have it. Uh, yep. I take it you you know our host, uh, obviously myself, Johnny Quinn, and then you know Brad Lund as well, South African origin yep. here, but proud member of Dublin Met and Club.
4: <laughs> Honorary. <laughs> <ornery>. <laughs> yeah,
2: That's
4: nice. great. Uh,
2: yeah how's life at the moment then so i see you've just been on a road trip around the around the country
4: yeah exactly um making the most of my uh hard-earned holidays so uh, with Harder, travel restrictions i believe that exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> um being uh, uh, yeah being in the north of norway um, for two weeks on a road trip uh, with some uh, some of the other boys in the club, and um, yeah, obviously can't travel abroad now with uh, or it's not, not as easy to get abroad with uh, restrictions. But um, yeah, not a bad place to travel if you're if you're stuck in the country. So yeah,
0: yeah, so it's yeah. good. It good. So you can go anywhere in Norway then at the moment.
4: Uh, yeah, at the moment it's uh, it's uh, totally open in Norway. Um, at, the, at the beginning, it was a bit of lockdown, and you could only go within your local county. Um, but uh, yeah, the last few last few months has been uh, open the whole country. So most Norwegians were um, yeah holidaying at home this year, so it was, uh, yeah, it was good.
0: But a lot like a lot of my mates have been saying that norway and sweden just generally don't have like many corona rules because the scandinavians like to socially distance just in general
4: basically because you can say uh, when uh, this, uh, the scandinavian society is made for social distancing so uh, yeah
2: they're too liberal to follow it's, rules uh, anyway
4: the government couldn't put anything more serious in yeah, yeah exactly exactly Talking communists um, up there yeah. <laughs> Exactly, so it's, uh, but actually Sweden's been getting a bad rap recently, so it's um, a bit of a beef between, or beef, but uh, Swedes are feeling a bit hard done by because no, uh, no Norwegians are out to travel to most parts of Sweden right now. So, uh, yeah, uh, they've been paying the price for their um, lax lockdown. Right, so the
2: Swedes aren't allowed into Norway, and they were, but...
4: Um, yeah, they weren't yeah. really at any stage during Corona, um, uh-huh. but um, yeah, recently they've been. Uh, yeah, was particularly, it's, yeah, particularly uh, a bit more strict with Sweden. So, uh, yeah. but it seems to be it seems to be gone. Hopefully, in the next few weeks it'll be free free to travel across the border. So yeah. Fair.
2: and that on a related note, a bit of news for our listeners. I believe that Team has been. It was postponed to September, but now it's gone completely. Is it?
4: That is correct. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, they had a, a hope and a plan to to have it in the end of September, um, try and save it. But uh, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't very realistic trying to get a full Tiamila going with um, all the restrictions and trying to get runners from different countries and everything over. Um, yeah. So uh, I think Sweden only has a maximum. Can only gather fifty people at once at the moment, uh, or to one event. So it's quite difficult to organise a tea with fifty people in one place <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, like a South are doing a Exactly, If it was South <laughs> Africa or or Arles or something it could have uh, yeah. could have, could have been doable, but it was a uh, yeah a bridge too far for um for uh, that that kind of race in Sweden. Yeah, I saw there Very was good. there
0: were two danish or well, on your twitter i saw two two danish guys were interviewed about Tiamila, but i didn't understand what what was going on so
4: yeah new translate was that please? on my
0: twitter <laughs> i don't know in your likes i did so i did my research before before yeah. the. <laughs> i don't know why
4: i have been like on twitter i'm a bit of yeah yeah <laughs> I do remember that exactly, but uh, it could have been... Oh, no, sorry, yeah, I remember that. So there was this yeah, video, yeah, yeah. too, of two that. people with no
2: clothes on. I don't know what
4: it was saying.
5: <laughs> that <laughs> was, uh... <laughs> Some dodgy that was in private, private DMs. Too. Oh,
4: No, yeah, yeah, that was... Yeah. Uh, now, now I you remember, a I remember the... Uh... Uh... <laughs> I, uh... I remember that Danish... Um, that Danish. It was two Danish uh sort of leaders for a club, Danish club, and they were being interviewed during three o'clock in the night in Tiamila by one of the uh, one of the people doing the interviews at Tiamila and they were have uh, been enjoying a few beers for the last however twenty four hours and they uh, were <laughs> serving food and uh showing their culinary skills of banana split and chili con carne and uh so it was a bit of a classic a classic Tiamila interview with a few uh, tipsy Danes uh showing <laughs> showing their um yeah how good they're soggy banana bits were and melted ice cream and stuff like that so it was good right. <laughs> but that yeah you, you you kind of have to understand the uh, understand the Scandinavian language to get the most out of it but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it probably helps yeah <laughs> oh yeah
2: um i guess uh yes yeah, we get into the uh yeah, a question we ask everybody, which is going to be a struggle for you now because you haven't been on the email list, but we, uh, this Dublin Mountain Club group now, planning on sending a team to Euclid, we were planning this year, obviously, and we sent yeah. a team last year, but I guess now it's rearranged for next year, and yeah. we're getting people to pick the, uh, the seven-man team. So, first things first, uh, <laughs> there have been rumours about you dropping out of Loggett to run for Dublin Mountain Club, and <laughs> we wanted to get your uh, live take on those rumours
4: on those rumours, who knows, it could be a could be uh, if uh, Norway is not allowed to travel to Finland next year, it could be could be an option uh, using my Irish passport to get across the border. Uh, oh, yeah, perfect. But um, if uh, unfortunately, if if uh, if Norway is allowed to take part in Eucla, I'll have to. I think I'll have to stick stick to backlog it. But uh, maybe you might you might see me pop popping up if you're really stru- struggling for somebody at the end. Uh, I might uh, sneak sneak out in the forest. Oh, <laughs> could be a good option. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, it
0: would also be tough to get into the first seven in Dublin. And stuff,
4: <laughs> and stuff, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. If there's a, you could put me as a reserve if somebody gets injured, doesn't make it. Uh, doesn't make yeah. it. I've uh, heard of some Irish um getting stuck with a uh, fin- Finnish police, uh, so they mightn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know <laughs> mightn't what that be able would be to make then. it all the way. <laughs>
2: well, that's a good story. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll. Uh... We'll have to ignore it and move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fair. Well, um, uh, Yeah. Well. do you want me to read out a list of the names then and you can uh, predict for us which seven men you think will be on the team?
4: Yeah, do you want the running order or do you want to which the seven
2: uh, give you? Ideally, running you... order. You know the UK yeah. legs well enough, so we'll go for that. Yeah.
4: Can, I can but try I'll and give you a running order.
2: Quickly. Yeah. yeah, cool. All right, so there's myself. There's Connor Short, James Haynes. I don't know if you know him. He's an English fella. If you don't know him, I guess you yeah. probably can't know him. But uh, Kevin O'Boyle, Rory Short, Colleen Corbett, Mark Stevens, Owen McCullough, Lawrence Quinn, Bradley Lund, Jonathan Quinn, Cunnell Whelan, Niall McCarthy, Rory Long, Brian Armstrong, and Seamus O'Boyle.
4: Ooh, it's a, it's it's a strong big list. lineup. It's a big Two list. Teams, yeah. Tough competition that. Um yeah. Uh You
2: can tell th- us that who you think's number one on that team. So they're probably going, I don't know, long night or leg seven or something. Long night or leg seven, yeah. yeah. I think
4: uh was uh Rory short on that team? He was, he was in the list. Yeah, I think I put uh, I think I put Rory on last leg. Cool. Stable. Um might uh might depending how much training Connor's been doing. O'Connor Connor on the long on the long night, I think there he's have been well, rumors of uh, one run a week. So uh, yeah, sounds, we'll give sounds him long like night. sounds like Connor. So yeah, I give, <laughs> give him a long night. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> no, not not one run a week. One run in the last four weeks.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, he's train 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 tra- like no- like normal then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very uh, good. We'll give him uh, a long night anyway. No, I trust I end, I yeah. trust
4: I trust Connor to, to to mobilize himself for, uh, for for a long night, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. When the season's coming around, no doubt. Yeah. Um put uh, Kevin O'Boyle on first leg. Oh
2: hope, oh, very good. Yeah. Uh, uh, the blade, one,
4: all or all or nothing on first leg. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sure I'm sure he'll be up front uh, towards the star triangle and halfway out to the first control and then see if he manages to
2: <laughs> Oh hundred like, percent. you'd be yeah. surprised if he wasn't leading by
4: the kite. Yeah, yeah. Just put him just put him in a give him give him a decent start number. I think you were were you hundred and fifty last year? Yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, so that's no problem for Kevin to get oh, up to are the front here. Uh,
2: you yeah, a listener yeah. of the podcast, a big fan.
4: <laughs> no, but I, I, haven't, I haven't. I haven't. heard the podcast, but I've. Uh, I've. Uh, remember, it was the best Irish result last year. So uh, it's. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, good. Yeah. A good target it's to up. beat.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think uh, we we reckon we can get into the top hundred with uh, as well our honorary Irishman Bradley Lund. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, fully Irish
4: team, so good times. Yeah. Anyway,
2: sorry to interrupt. You can keep yeah, going yeah. with your team name.
4: I'd um, think I'd have uh, Killeen on fourth leg. Cool. I think uh, he wants to. He'd he'd be happy with a short leg. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> not a man known for the longer distances.
4: No, not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, put uh, yeah Bradley on fifth leg. Oh, yes. Very good. Um Keep the podcast, or keep the keep people interviewing me happy. I put a uh, Lawrence on on, uh, on sixth, sixth leg. Cool, cool. <laughs> Lawrence as opposed to
2: Johnny. I take it.
4: Johnny, sorry, Johnny. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> sorry. Uh. <laughs> and then it's the second. um Was a uh, Nile? Was Nile in that lineup? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, I put an I put Nile out in second leg. Trust the uh, core command to do a stable second leg. So yeah, yeah. very good. That's
2: but, seven men, I believe, is
0: it? Yeah, yeah. Are we missing one of the podcasts, one of the hosts.
4: <laughs> yeah, but he, I was, I'm gonna, I've got to be, I've got to be realistic here. So I've got to keep team, <laughs> the team, the team, <laughs> the, team manager, the team manager, the guy keep keeping keeping the glue together in the team. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, sure. None of them be here without me i more and It's the first week in ni- eighteen that he doesn't make the team, but.
4: Can you believe?
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm pretty stoked. That's the first team I've made.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky we got you on for this one, mate.
0: Yeah. Next, uh, next so the first, first guest with the balls enough to to give us the truth. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <No, no.
2: laughs> mate, I don't know if you're in the team. I don't know if I'd call it true. <laughs>
0: Respectful, you put me on a short leg. It
4: wasn't it wasn't outrageous. Like it wasn't yeah. very, no, no, it was yeah, uh, yeah. Just okay, uh slide, sliding in there to the one of one, one of the last one of the last places in the team.
2: <laughs> yeah. Very good anyway. Good to hear it. Um I know I think Johnny had some questions about Beck Loggett and their approach towards uh Yuka and I could be wrong.
3: Yeah. Um Yeah, just if you wanted to talk about like um Sort of the setup and backlog. It seems like they've gotten a lot of decent guys in the last couple of years. Um I don't yeah. know if they've moved also that were um kind of been imported. <laughs> so I saw cheeky there. a cheeky
4: hand cheeky hand gesture there. Columns <laughs> <laughs> Columns Columns just jealous he hasn't he hasn't been slipped 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 the brown envelope. <laughs> oh, I got the call, but I wasn't happy with the numbers. <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> no yeah yeah um, no things have been uh, yeah going in the right direction here backlog i got a really good group of especially guys together now um, and it's steadily steadily grown as well um, so it's uh, definitely going in the right direction so it's really fun to be sort of with a group of motor like a group of motivated um, guys and girls who are yeah wanted to uh, not only do good in the relays, but um, yeah, train together and uh, improve. So it's uh, definitely um, a really fun environment to be in, to be involved in right now. And there's kind of a good mixture of local Norwegian runners and there's in, there's international. Um, so it's uh, definitely um, and there's a good support system behind us with the with the club and stuff of like that. So it's um, yeah, really enjoying it over here um, and uh, just looking forward to. Uh, be able
3: to race with the boys uh,
4: in some relays now in the near future. Um, yeah.
3: So, would like the elite part of the Bechlougits be kind of run with the general part,
4: Um, it would be. It's quite actually. Beckelog is quite a small club in terms of members, so there's there's not really a um, there's not really very many active members apart from the or there is there uh, is, Compared to a, few, compared to it to a, like a non-scandinavian club, it's quite big. There's maybe 200 active members in the club, um, but um, so it's, there's 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 a junior section and a kids section that's sort of grown nicely over the last few years. Um, but the elites, we do most of our training sort of by ourselves. As if there's a coach. Uh, coach employed um, for the elites um, and uh, yeah, so there's a lot of focus sort of what what we want to what we want to do to improve as well and stuff like that Um, and what's actually really nice with the club is there so they ask sort of, instead of telling us what they want us to do they're more the elite elite leaders in the club are asking us what we want to do what we want to make ourselves better so that's a nice sort of a an angle, coming coming at it from that we we get a lot of um, input and uh, sort of what we feel um, we want to focus towards and what we want to train and what we want to do to make this make us better. So it's um, they're very very com very accommodating and um, uh, and it's really nice that we're so many guys and uh, girls living in the same living close together in in, in Oslo. So it uh, it makes it a training's really fun thing to go really fun thing to go to. Yeah, very good. Yeah.
2: So would you say it's fair to say then that it's a fairly elitist club, trying to separate the elites from the average shows for so the punters?
4: I wouldn't say it's uh, trying to separate, but um, it's keep, uh, them it keep, be them, keep them apart. Maybe keep them apart, trying to not lose and focus of the elites. But um, uh, yeah, there's not really a culture of it being a, a big um, sort of all all around club. But hopefully, in a couple, couple of years there's some there's some promising kids coming through and they seem to be uh, inspired by seniors so there's hopefully there'll be a a good junior section coming to the next few years yeah
2: cool, all going well maybe you can separate them from the families and move them into your lead block
4: exactly, exactly
3: (laughs) how does this how does the setup and backlog compare to sort of leading up where you were for a few years when you were in Sweden
4: Um, there is a lot of a lot of similarities uh, I guess uh, but there's also a few differences um, in Lidia we were um, it was a lot bigger uh, I suppose bigger club in terms of there was maybe more elites and uh, the size of the club is bigger as well um, Becklog, it's a bit a bit smaller um, and maybe there's Lidia, we had a lot of sort of club or like group trainings during the week. Backlog Loggett, we sort of focus on two or three trainings during the week where we all prioritize to get to, um, which means it's uh, all all the all the runners are usually at those at those trainings rather than kind of spreading our skin and doing doing too much during the week. Um, so it's a bit of a difference in the Scandinavian to Norwegian culture is that. Um that uh, they're sort of you train a bit more by yourself in Norway, but the trainings when we get together are quite high quality. Um, and we actually have no clubhouse in Becklaugger, which is quite normal for Norwegian clubs um whereas in Scandinavia almost every club, no matter how big or small they are have a, have a, have, a, have a clubhouse um, So that kind of is sort of a very kind of social kind of, Identity for club. If you've got a clubhouse during the week, you can kind of gather there and see all the see all the runners or the different members. Whereas, in, if you don't have that, you kind of miss that part. In uh, in, in kind of Norway, it's a bit different that way. Um, there's no those kind of a club, hot or a clubhouse where you do most of your trainings from. If yeah, Victor were Barcelona,
0: who would be Messi?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh. Ooh, that's a good question that's a good Ooh, question is that? um i, w- I w- yeah there's no real messy in our club actually I wouldn't say there's a there's a we're all kind of a group of guys who are pretty on a level playing field uh, so there's no real uh, I wouldn't say there's a star in our club but um I might have to give that to uh, if you're going to give it to results-wise, and who's been highest in the results so far? Probably be Ralph, Ralph Street. Yeah, he's got some few decent international awesome results. Um, a yeah. Bit of a bit of. A cool.
2: Uh, is Johnny here? Can you see me? Oh, Johnny! But, no, I can't see you, but I can hear. I'll
4: you. Put my video on. My video was turned off. Yeah. That'll help. Yeah. To, yeah. Uh, one moment.
3: Can you hear it? Yeah, it went into the app, so I couldn't. Like...
0: We're good. <laughs> Solid uh, socially distance. distance
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got cut out there, boys. Apologies about that. But uh, the previous question, which I think, then yeah. uh, Brad had just asked.
4: Did you if, miss that uh,
2: bit? Yeah. It was was Barcelona. Who's who's the Messi of Becalog? I think the question got asked, and then the recording stopped.
4: Yeah. Uh, so, if I was going to answer that, I'd probably have to say Ralph Street. Uh, yeah. He's but a, it's really a,
3: a club of Modrics. Like. Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> exactly. You couldn't have put it better. Uh, couldn't have a better.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. 11 Modrics um, wouldn't get you too far.
3: I, I never know. Wait, Modric. Modric. Modric they don't even, uh, even play
4: for a bar. So.
3: <laughs> Same league, like.
4: Yeah. It's no you, real Modric, yeah. Modric has been key for a few Champions League victories. So it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, can I that. you can You can understood. win the odd
2: battle here and there, but you're never gonna make it all the way. Just
4: yeah. A yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, but if it was gonna be messy, I have to give it have to give it as like I said to Ralph to Ralph Street, he's uh, probably got the best results and a bit of a exactly. bit of a diva at times as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is he the leg ten runner at T Miller and leg seven at Yukula?
4: Um he is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. our uh I he's our he's our boy who's been doing last legs. He did it last year anyway, for both TML and Ucula. So uh yeah. Very good. Yep. What
2: what position did you guys come to the last couple of years? Or, or what's
4: your top uh, position in the last year? Yeah, last year we were um twenty seventh at Tiamila, which was a bit of a shambles. Hunters. Uh exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, be the first to admit that. Um, but um, and at Eucla, we were uh, yeah, Eucla. <laughs> Eucla, we got we got a disqualified second last control <laughs> oh, by Jesus. Messi by Messi himself punching the. <laughs> it was a fun or funny story. Oh, I don't Jesus. know if, uh, but, uh it was. Too where were you looking to come? We, we would have been coming in, I think, uh, 17th or something that, which was a bit yeah. better, but we yeah we ran okay um, most legs, but yeah, it would have been a stable result, but we could have been a bit higher up, but a bit better. Um, but yeah. that was. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, both uh, Marlungs and uh, with Wiedem Lind and Ralph uh, were too focused on their sprint finish and didn't look at the code to the second last control, which was. Uh, so the two of them made the wrong one. Two of them picked the wrong one uh, and they were, yeah, just uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, both of them, yeah, mispunched. Uh, so we uh, fell quickly out of the results, final results there. So, yeah, that was. Uh, who won
0: the sprint finish?
4: That was. William Lind won the sprint finish. Uh, that was correct, yeah. Uh, so. um,
2: well, he's got legs. Like, sure, he yeah. kept up with Londoners, bought himself yeah.
4: bronze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Although Ralph, Ralph has got a set of wheels in him as well, so um, he does. I yeah, wouldn't, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't uh, discount him. And most, he was—he's a strong finisher. But this time, not Vilm known for being a slogger on a long, a long sprinting. So it's a tough guy to, tough, tough guy to break.
0: It's classic yeah. Messi not performing at the the finals of the World Cup. Really, like no? exactly. It's like
4: yeah, it's like, uh, like Argentina like Argentina fails in the big stage. <laughs> <laughs> I will give Would Ralph you, uh, a hard time.
2: Uh, speaking about giving Ralph a hard time, um <laughs> what what are his thoughts on the like multiple fourth places he's achieved at walk, but unfortunately
4: no glory, no medal. <laughs> um I guess he's uh yeah, I haven't uh not asked don't him speak about that directly subject. directly about him but mainly because <laughs> mainly, mainly because I don't, I don't really care too much for Britain doing the relays, but uh yeah, I'm right. um no, but I guess it's uh, a bit of a bit of a bog, a bit of a bog bear of his. They would have liked to have got a medal at some stage, but um, yeah, we'll see if they can uh, get get the finger at one of these years and uh, get over the Probably line. out an all right result, maybe. Yeah, but last year, last year in uh, they weren't looking too good. Last year, I think we were. No, we were halfway through last leg. leg. We were the Irish team were ahead of them, which uh, was more for uh, Britain's lack of a uh, performance and uh, Ireland's. Uh, strong relay performance combined was, uh, yeah, we were uh, pushing them. So that would have been, that would have been bloody amazing if we would have pipped them, even if they would have run shit. Uh, yeah. Back where they belong, they? really. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Very good. um Another, another one we ask a lot of the guests, do you want to give us a brief run through of your kind of training philosophy and stuff? I know, uh, if you want to, one of our co-hosts here was on previously and said that, orienteers should be doing 140k a week, and there's no point taking a forest walk seriously unless you've been training there for two years in that terrain. Or trained in that terrain two years in advance. So, do yeah, <laughs> yeah. you want to address those and bring your that, philosophies in?
4: Was 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 it, was that your philosophy, or was it a? I think that was fine, Bradley
3: actually. Lund. Like, <laughs> he's, he's known for he's known for his 90 mile 140K. weeks. <laughs>
4: 90 mile weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I uh, wouldn't totally disagree with that philosophy, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not uh it's not the most. I don't know if it was going to be in Estonia or in, a, I don't know if I could do t- 140k a week in Estonia terrain uh, <laughs> two years in a row. Um, no, oh, but think, um, to be fair, I yeah. think it was
2: more meant like some training camps, like two years oh, ago. Yeah. But like, yeah, just fairly focused on the terrain as opposed to the Irish yeah. rocking up a week
4: before and being like, oh, this is Latvia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That person definitely had a point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I suppose my training philosophy would be um, I suppose being most importantly being uh, being being consistent. Um, that's I think that's the most important Brad's thing in training. Um, yeah. Uh, sticking well, stick sticking well, at well, it. Yeah. We... yeah. <laughs> Exactly I still uh, <laughs> consistency <laughs> consistency to find <laughs> um, No yeah, but that would be whatever you're doing this is to be uh, consistent um, and I think yeah you obviously have to be if you want to get decent results you got to be looking at doing yeah depends where you're running or what you're training, but it's you got to be I think maybe at least 12 to 14 hours of training a week. Um, whatever kilometers that translates, to depending what your what terrain you're running in, or what kind of yeah, it's obviously if you're running in forest terrain most of that time, it's not as much kilometers. Um, and I think just being structured as well, and having a having like a strong, a clear plan of what you want to be better at, and what uh, what you need to be good at when it comes to the your goal of the year, if that's walk or if it's yeah, Irish championships or whatever. Um, sort of getting, knowing what you want to be building towards. Uh, and I think as well, I think what's important as well, have have a, someone who's a mentor as well or someone to discuss things with. A lot of people are trained by themselves, but I think it's important to have somebody or a few people to talk to um, to sort of feed things off and um, get, an, get an idea of what... Uh, what could work, what couldn't work, and it's always good to have a second opinion and stuff, even if you're quite sure what your what works well for you. Um, sort of gives you gives you a bit of a a second perspective on things, and maybe to sort of sometimes pull pull the handbrake back on training, or to give you that uh, kick up the backside you need. Uh, so yeah. Um, Do you mentor any athletes yourself? Um, a few athletes, uh, not I wouldn't say I'm a coach or any of the athletes, but there's some athletes who send me uh, some juniors who I've coached before in Sweden, or there's even been some Irish athletes uh, who sort of would message me from time to time and uh, sort of like bounce things off me. Um, so uh, Want to name drop a few of the Irish ones? Um, most recent one uh, who I've sort of given a bit of help to would be Kevin O'Boyle. Very good. So um, that's been a sort of he was had if he had a goal or yeah he still has a goal to run well at sprint walk. Um, so uh, you have to wait a year or two now for next sprint walk. But um, yeah. yeah, but they have sprint again
2: now next year at Czech Republic. So maybe they, like do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah,
4: yeah, That is actually true. Yeah,
2: that's
0: true. Yep. Clearly, you believe in the boy putting him on first leg. Yeah, yeah, well, that's sort
4: of a bit of a coach bias there. Um, I think put, so. Put, Nobody else. Putting my athlete out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: No, nah, you're right, though. You're right, though. Yeah, All yeah. or nothing. Like He could come
4: back well. He'd probably be last.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Still,
0: uh, Brutal. still,
4: I still remember him doing, I think we had a jaywalk in Italy 2009. Uh, we ran, a, I think he ran, did he run second leg? Run second leg, I think. He ran a solid second leg for us there. So, um, yeah,
2: yeah. That was a good result, I believe.
4: Yeah. 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 We were uh it was a sprint finish between one of the British teams and the Irish team there as well. So it was uh that was a good day out for the Irish. Um we were I think we were twentieth or something in the J-Walk relay, so that was uh that's two thousand and nine. Nineteenth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two thousand and nine, yeah. yeah. Uh in oh, that Premier, was Premiero in Italy.
0: That was the one Rory spoke about in his podcast when he, he ran past me when I was yeah fifteen. And, and in the Brad German
4: Brad was out there <laughs> racing the Irish team and he ran he ran past you on last leg yeah yeah uh, yeah oh, got her got her Heartbreak. brutal man yeah no so that was uh, I've got fun, fun, fun memories of Kevin's last I think that was his last uh, um, relay I ran together with him uh, yeah very Guess good I don't, think, I don't think he's run a walk relay uh,
2: I don't think he has either. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Very good. That uh, that that relay result was uh, was the best at the time. It was since erased from the record books. There was one result better than that, and we actually have nice. one member here who uh, who was in the team who came eighteenth.
4: Ooh, just pipped us. Mm. But records, records, records are there to be are there to be raised. So I'm glad to hear that was a yeah. ra- or that was raised quickly afterwards.
3: Yeah, Good. sure. The only yeah. thing I remember about that race is the big controversy that columns, <laughs> Forum Post got on. I uh, do remember that? writing a post on the Iowa website being like,
2: yeah. in a race from records books," and
3: like <laughs> talking
4: oh. about.
3: It. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and Paula Sullivan Horan put him in his place, like.
4: <laughs> oh. I don't uh, I don't remember that. So didn't really didn't seem to didn't affect didn't I didn't come through to me or I brushed it aside rather quickly. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No,
2: I think you shared it on your Twitter and you were like, "Yeah,
4: records." Yeah, that, records? Uh, yeah. Probably, uh, probably what I said. Yeah, cliche, cliche. Yeah, cliche. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Fucking anger bubbling up, but you kept it inside. It's a fair play. Yeah?
4: I did, I did. I kept it inside for twelve years now. Or no, what is this? Eight, 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 nine years. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, oh. very good anyway. Um, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Do you want to jump in with a question, Johnny? Now you had
3: a few. Um, yeah, I suppose just for our younger listeners, if you wanted to talk about, um, say, when you moved to Hallsburg in transition year or something, and maybe what sort of motivated that decision, and then kind of you've kind of stayed in Scandinavia really since you've left school. Um, yeah. Sort of just how, how that whole, whole dynamic has sort of worked out.
4: Yeah. um, Well, I was sort of when I think I was in would have been coming do my junior start and stuff like that. Maybe a year before transition year, was looking to do something for transition year. Not really. I wasn't too keen on spending spending the whole transition year in Ireland. Um, So I had obviously was doing orienteering as well at the time, uh, and was also also playing playing rugby in school. Um, and, and hockey, but I uh, had a, had an option um, to go uh, to this orientation school in Sweden. Um, also, had an option to go for a few months to uh, play rugby in France, um, but um, decided to, I felt like the, the orientation school was going to be more fun and more of a, a more interesting experience and kind of what I was more interested in doing. Um, so, got the opportunity through like uh, contacts. Um, started off through Dave Healy and um, some contacts he had in Sweden. Um, and was accepted into basically a, a school. It's like a, a school in Sweden that kind of specializes part of the course or part of the. Some of the students there specialize in i um, So, I uh, went. Um, Went over there, was originally thinking just to go there for a couple of months. Um, but the coaches there at the time um, convinced me and my parents that uh, if I wanted the full experience to go over there for a full year. Um, so headed over there as a second year 16 uh, in September uh, and spent the whole year over there. So uh, that was definitely uh, some experience um, to sort of having not really experienced Scandinavian life or orienteering to be, uh, to be sort of fully immersed in over there, um, and, uh, basically living orienteering, uh, 24 seven, um, staying with orienteers, And we were like kind of on a, staying apartments, the students, um, the orienteering students and, uh, doing orienteering during school time, after school. And, um, yeah, got the full, full Scandinavian experience over there. So that was, a. Uh, Got the ball rolling for um, uh, yeah, for what turned out to be a journey that's uh, still continuing now. So yeah, cool. very cool. That was uh, yeah.
2: And you wouldn't have it any other way.
4: I uh, wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, don't regret um, not picking the chance to go and play a bit of rugby in France or uh, or um, staying back home in Ireland for transition. You're definitely uh definitely happy with my choice of um going over here made uh, friends for life and uh sort of set me on the path and i'm on now so it's uh yeah definitely uh, recommend it to anybody if they want to sort of give it a go or to maybe it doesn't have to be exactly going to training school but sort of using that time and transition here to to do something a bit different, um, whether that's orienteering or some something else, because it was definitely opened a lot of doors and gave me a new, a new perspective for a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it was either that or get knocked out in the quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup.
4: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I don't have to suffer, suffer heartbreak of uh, being knocked out in the World Cup quarterfinal. <laughs> now, now, and I just have to watch it and uh, constantly, uh, constantly be. Uh, Constantly be knocked out by uh, Scandinavians here in uh, Sweden in, in the forest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah. We, uh, there was, I don't know if you heard recently, Mark Pinker came out saying that he didn't think you would ever be able to win as many Irish Champs goals as him. Uh, that was on his, <laughs> it was on the podcast he did recently. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to address that statement. <laughs>
4: I'm sure uh, I can imagine Marcus saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um uh it's probably true. Um I don't know uh I don't know how many walk or walk goals uh Irish champs goals uh Marcus has, but uh judging by judging by how many times he keeps coming back and uh, spanking most of the seniors over in Ireland, it's uh he's got some he's got some some tally. So I think it's gonna that's gonna be a hard uh yeah. A hard thing to beat. But um hopefully it. hopefully it'll be a few more a few more Irish champs goals for me. But um I think Marcus has uh cleaned up over the last twenty years quite handsomely. Uh yeah. Yep, yep, he sure has.
2: you will have to wait a few years though again. Moran's taken over the 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 Irish <laughs> lands these days. So. <laughs>
4: Ah, oh, sounds like fake news. That does. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: another one we
2: got in uh, from listeners as well was kind of, I guess, based around your uh, your obviously your time in Lidinger, and then your move to Becklaget, and the influence in your life of Oysen Kval Osterbo, and oh. essentially what it's like to uh, how is it living the Kval life?
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, yeah, uh, obviously met Iston must have been joined the club maybe leading in Lidia, maybe 2010-11 I think he joined mm-hmm. um, and, and that was uh, a romantic relationship at first yes. Yeah. oh yeah oh yeah strong yeah yeah that was yeah. uh was um love at love at first sight <laughs> he's a uh, no he's uh he's a quality guy Iston he's um like I say to people, there's only one. There's only one Iceland, Iceland, coolest, Ustaba. Um, can be. Uh, you can take that as positive or negative, but there's only one. Uh, the land, and there will only, <laughs> ever, they'll only ever be one. So, I believe yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, he uh, lives. He definitely lives the coal life. Um, so, uh, it was. Uh, I, I actually take. I actually take credit for the life. That term coming. Uh, a term being a. Uh, being been uh, started um came uh, came on a road trip with him we were on a road trip in western western america mm-hmm. so it was uh was telling him it was off the back of when uh Conor McGregor was in his pomp, um living living the mac life uh, so it was <laughs> um told uh i, used to, I mean he's the conor mcgregor of orienteering so uh <laughs> that is funny to hear so i told him you gotta like start make you gotta start building your brand man so he uh he's got the so
2: personal
4: he, pose going he does yeah yeah so uh you could if you look back at his pictures he's kind of this like it's been a bit exaggerated now but he had this pose yeah uh, with his hands down by his side front onto the camera um so if you look at the hashtag for life on instagram when you go onto to the first post you'll find a uh, You'll find it uh you find it's me on the first poster. So living living the call <laughs> life in America. There a few weeks it. there. Um so uh, yeah. And it sort of yeah. sim sim symbolizes his um his outlook on uh outlook on life. Just uh traveling where he wants, doing what he wants, eating what he wants. Yeah, yeah. It's uh definitely uh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty uh, sweet life. It is a sweet life. I think there's a lot of people, uh it's a crawl life. Exactly, a lot. A lot of people wouldn't mind. Uh, Would wouldn't mind living living the crawl life for a few weeks and months for sure. Yeah, yeah. What what is it
3: like?
4: With the
2: brand.
3: Oh, sorry, you go ahead, Johnny. what is it like to be a photographer for voicing Fallo's supposed Instagram? It's I saw uh, that post that was there a couple of days ago. Yeah,
4: yeah. It's um, yeah, it it's a full time full time job. You can say when you're hot, when you're in a holidays with uh, them. Uh, the classic, um, classic. Uh, you come to a play, you come to some sort of point of interest on a, a trip or a run, and there's a. You have to. Well, I've learned a trick now. Actually, you just run about, be about two minutes ahead of him on runs. So when you get to these points, you just uh, when he meets up with you, you're actually moving on for the next point. So you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> stand there and take ten pictures of him. Uh, so. Um, uh but otherwise if you're if you're a newbie, uh, you can get stuck, uh, taking uh, countless pictures of him. Or you're just less oh, uh... I
2: feel like could be the issue, my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, very good. If,
0: if Baker Lagat were Barcelona, would he be like a Neymar, kinda of diva more personality or
4: Yeah, he'd uh, definitely be um be a, he'd be a Neymar or if he was gonna be uh, if, I was thinking if he was Real Madrid, he might be Sergio Ramos or something like that. Uh, oh, that's a good one, yeah. Big on the social media, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> showing, 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 showing off the topless topless pictures. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And who, uh, yeah. who wears the
2: trousers? Who made the decision that you both moved to
4: That was, um, well, he moved a few years before me.
2: Oh, fair. That's, that's so, um, information from my end. So, so basically uh, him.
4: You two Oh, well, actually, he didn't. he didn't make the full commitment until on, on, I moved there. So my, you could say to me, Werner Chousers. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> he was running for Beclog at Norway, and then um, last year he joined them, I think. I think last year, the year before, he started running for them internationally as well. So left uh, leading and joined Beck at full time.
2: Very good. And are you living with the Orienteers then in also at the
4: moment? Uh, I'm sharing an apartment uh, with the Orienteer, yeah. So um, we're, uh, we're not um, anyone we know. Um, no, I don't think so. He's a young, a young, promising uh, Norwegian right here who needs to realise he's young and promising and uh, get a bit of training done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's um, uh, good, good, good banter. Um, uh, so you well, have, have
2: to, to give us uh, uh, his name now. After that description,
4: you can check him up on uh, check him up on Instagram. Olav Ekrem is his name. So, I don't recognize oh, his name. Yeah. We'll uh, no, look
2: no. into him and publish <laughs> photos for all the guests.
4: Yeah, yeah. He's uh, He loved that. He loved that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Who, uh, yeah. who, would, do you wanna... who
0: would win in a... Sorry.
2: Yeah. I was going to uh... say, do you want to give him a question, Brad? Sir?
0: Yeah, who would win in a, a physical fight between yourself and Ralph Street? <laughs>
4: <laughs> the topic. Uh, I think I think it's a per I I'd have to back I'd have to back myself on that one. Yeah, God, I would've been disappointed otherwise. He's now. from he's from <laughs> Richmond he's from Richmond in London, so it's uh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how many the only fights that are getting there is I think it's uh, around Twick around Twickenham, uh with rugby <laughs> rugby fans. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I have to. I'll have to back myself on that one. Uh, but I'm sure if you ask if you ask Ralph, he'd uh, he'd have he has some tricks up his sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> Will he be listening to this now? Is he be Getting on to you like I uh, hear. If he's not, I'll definitely stand to him. After all the <laughs> after all the mentions he's been getting. The mentions. <laughs> oh, he's, pop- yeah, he's a he's a popular boy.
0: <laughs> Who would win in a fight between yourself and Oyster?
4: Um, I have to. I have to back myself there as well. I think. Yeah, yeah. I have to.
3: Yeah, sure. He has to reach. I
4: have to exactly. Yeah, yeah. I have the. Yeah. Have the have the reach, and I have. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure. Uh, Ice is more of a more of a lover than a fighter. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a strong lad, though. Built well. He is. Yeah, yeah. He's built. but I don't know if he knows how to use it. So yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fondly remember uh,
2: choking Nick out in the uh, bedroom of our walk accommodation in Scotland, 2015. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know it was coming, I just jumped on your back, but then you had to pass, so it was so good.
4: I'm trying to think, where, where are we staying and walk in Walking walk Scotland? Oh, you're staying in that uh, student, oh yeah, I remember that, that was <laughs> in the hostel, yeah, yeah. You're not the uh, first that, man that to have be, suffered defeat be, at my that, hands. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was defeat. I think it was. I think it was. Uh, I think we uh, <laughs> would have, have to have a rematch there. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm open to it. <laughs> Here it is. Being a yeah, yeah. next next Irish champs between the AGM and the yeah and the prize, oh, the prize, prize out,
0: given. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> winner gets a walk spot. So actually, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll live stream it for the fans.
3: Yeah, pay per view. Yeah. Pay-per-view,
2: pay-per-view, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, do you have any? Uh, well, firstly, a walk banquet
4: versus ukulele boat. Oh, um, that's, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I probably have to say ukulele boat for the, the uniqueness of it. Uh, I think uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty unique. Uh, Experience if you're not a yeah, if you go over there, it basically turns into a party boat. Um, but I'd say for longevity, probably, uh, in terms of being able to go tomorrow, I'd say walk party because Euclid Boats a bit of a got an age stamp, and I think it's about uh, yeah, 18, it's a to, magic, yeah. 18 to 23, I think. And after that, you're uh, you're threading in uh, you're threading in, sh- in, in shallow water after that, if you're still the Euclid Boat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Double mountain, is Still going strong. Once you've got a crew, you can just stick to yourselves. But you yeah, do need yeah. to be a little careful yeah. on the dance floor. That's for sure.
4: Yeah, I saw awesome. I saw you made it. You made it over to the boat last year. Uh, yeah, saw a picture, a picture change. on Instagram there. Yeah, yeah. For for a change, for not a uh, yeah. <laughs> that one year you didn't make it for some for some peculiar reason. <laughs> yeah,
2: yep. Yeah. Good times, uh, yeah. making it or not making it. Either way, both good stories. I'll say that much.
4: Yeah, yeah. But uh, walk banquet, ch j- um, boat, they're both uh, both uh, good both good fun, yeah.
0: Yeah. What's the what's the biggest scalp you've taken at either either of the,
4: the parties? <laughs> <sighs> biggest scalp of in terms of if I drunk under the table or uh... <laughs> 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 Trying to, try to try to dodge that bullet there. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he means like,
2: what's the best walk result you have that you didn't get? Like, the best walk result you've gotten with? You don't have to name the person, just give us the result.
4: Oh, Jesus, I'm putting <laughs> on the spot there. Uh, oh, there's been, this, there's been quite a few good walk or jaywalk results. Um, oh, Maybe a jaywalk, uh, bronze, jaywalk bronze medal.
2: Oh yeah, I have a Bronze
4: yeah. Medal as well. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, good company. Obviously, yeah, uh, yeah. Not, not setting the bar too high, but uh, yeah. it's, it's def- definitely achievable. Same, Same <laughs> person. <laughs> oh, pretty high, now. Oh, yeah.
2: Geez, that's a good yeah, We won't push you too far on that. Do you have a, <laughs> moment, uh, you have yeah. a particular favourite banquet? One that you remember is like, no, nah, that was the highlight reel.
4: Um, been, there's been plenty of good ones. Uh, um, there's been a few, there's like jaywalk in Lithuania was a cracker of, of a banquet. Um, there was jaywalk in Italy was okay. Uh, walk in Hungary was good. That was a, that was definitely good, but I probably have to say best one was walk in Italy. That was a that was a cracker of banquet. That was a Oh, <laughs> I remember it well. <laughs> you remember it well? I'm sure you do. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I remember we'll, the logs. We'll, we'll get back to you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was a Jaywalk or Jaywalk in Italy walk in Italy was a. I think we were. The banquet was in some roadside restaurant. Um, yeah, that was quite cool. That was like, uh, it was like maybe a couple, maybe a two, three kilometer walk from most of the teams' accommodation to kind of off to like some alp alp road on the side of an alp road. It's a restaurant. Uh, or at least we thought I thought it was a restaurant. Um, had a dinner there as usual. The team was turning up, and there was a good Italian dinner with a bit of pasta. <laughs> plenty of wine served.
2: Uh, oh, dinner. unlimited wine. That was, I remember yeah, yeah. I was sitting down and there were only six of us there, I think, because all the girls had left. And it, so it was myself, Connor, Nick, Josh, uh, who I'm forgetting, somebody else, Darren, and Philip Baxter. And like we sat down and Darren uh, doesn't drink now for various medical reasons and that. Philip, I don't think he was drinking because he was driving and Josh uh, wasn't drinking that even either. And they brought out like a crevasse of wine. And uh, we're sitting there, and we start going to split it between six, and then we realise it's just me, Connor, and Nick drinking the wine. And we finish the crevasse, and we're like, "Oh, that was good." Now we'll, uh, we'll, I guess we'll be getting some drinks. And they pick up their crevasse, go fill it, and bring it back. And then we were like, Whoa, "Oh!" oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And I remember the
4: rest. Yeah, yeah. I remember the restaurant after dinner started to kind of clear out a bit, and I was like, "I was kind of wondering where everybody was going." And there was they weren't like clearing the restaurant for like a dance floor or stuff like that. And I was, I thinking, Jesus, they want to like, this, this wank, this, this, this bank was starting to like, uh, start, starting to die out here. Um, and then sort of realized after a while there was a, he went outside and went below the restaurant and there was a, a full, like proper nightclub, down below this restaurant. <laughs> uh, and it yeah. was, uh, basically a sort of people were still bringing the crevasses of wine down. it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh free-for-all in terms of alcohol there um it took took a few took a few uh took a few harder than others um,
2: yeah it took some prisoners no doubt can't say yeah, i yeah. remember the, the downstairs part too well
4: <laughs> <laughs> just remember uh i don't know if i was told after or it was during the banquet that uh a certain a certain irish team a certain irish uh, team member was having a having a conversation with a pile of logs beside him and uh <laughs> that pile of logs was apparently me. <laughs> Supposedly it was
2: going by the name of Nick, but Yeah you
4: know, yeah I also yeah.
2: don't know now. It's just a story I heard the next day. We won't name the
4: athlete. We won't go and name the athlete we'll uh we've no. kind of <laughs> You put it into you after saying who uh yeah, who was drinking, who wasn't, you put it into a small uh yeah, small, yeah. Yes,
2: okay, it was definitely one of the three drinkers, we'll say that much. Yeah and yeah, Nick yeah. wasn't talking to himself. himself. No, no. Uh
4: but it was good. It was all the Irish team and it got a good a good banquet there. So I have to put a... Yeah, yeah.
2: You didn't make it home that evening, I don't think, did you?
4: I didn't, did I? Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't. It was. Uh, I don't think
2: you did, but I'm not sure to be honest.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, that could be. That could be true. That could be true. Yeah, <laughs> you to won't look.
2: say anymore. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, taking scalps. Taking scalps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like not finding my way home. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah,
2: couldn't have the jog home. Ended up maybe in an Oceanian bedroom once. Again. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very good, very good. Um, I actually don't have heaps more questions. I don't know though if Brad or Johnny you have other things that you wanted to ask.
0: I just wanted to touch on what's your um, what are your feelings towards a vegan diet?
4: Ooh, I'm um, uh, being born or raised on good Irish meat. Um, it's uh, I don't I don't understand. I can I can understand people who are I can understand. People have been deprived of a good, healthy meat diet, um, but being born and raised on a good uh, good Irish meat, uh, you're missing something, living living the vegan life for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you should probably uh, yeah. be
2: aware you're the only meat eater on the podcast at the moment.
4: Yeah, well, that's a, <laughs> uh, it's a shocking. It's a sign, sign of the times, sign of the times. <laughs> what has the the society
0: come? <laughs>
4: exactly, exactly. Um, but actually court, like with the price of meat over here in Norway, uh yeah, and the quality of it, I wouldn't be it's been uh I'm closer to a vegan than I was a few years ago, we can we can put it that way, but I'm still 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 holding out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um do you do you ever feel guilty about,
4: you know, destroying the environment and that? No, because I think I think <laughs> veg, I think I think vegans do a pretty good job of it as well, importing their avocados from uh South America or their or their <laughs> burgers made out of uh whatever it is, beans or stuff like that. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not sustainable that either. So uh, I'm uh, a I am mean, not uh, i do not think much of an
2: argument that it's more sustainable,
4: but but no. anyway, I take your point. Take your but point. I'm definitely if I'd be more of a yeah hunt hunt for your meat or yeah, I wouldn't be a fan of processed meat at all, but um yeah. Got to be a like I said, good quality Irish beef. It's
0: good, yeah. Nice. And you wouldn't recommend it? Recommend a vegan diet, or switching to a vegan diet before a big race?
4: Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I've heard that's uh, been a. I've heard some people who failed miserably on that. So. Uh, <laughs> it's, you wouldn't uh, put yourself in that bracket? No, I definitely I definitely put myself in that bracket. I've. Uh, I've I've heard some people have learned the hard lesson about that. So yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I was also going to ask actually about: Do you have any like particular say career goals before you're going to retire? Is there anything that you're like? If I'm going to retire, and I know for you it's probably only six months away, given your age and that, but (laughs) (laughs) maybe a year. Uh, Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you like? Ah, oh, I, I want to be able to look back and be like, Yeah, I achieved that. I
4: was, there's countless goals I'd love to achieve. Uh, um, if I was to internationally at work, um, uh, get um, a top 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 20 a walk in the forest that would be a that would be a goal of mine a goal goal of mine internationally Um, yeah in terms of yeah in terms of uh, nationally or sort of in Scandinavia Um, obviously I'd love to win one of the one of the big the big two relays Um, but that would be a that would be a goal and that's kind of you can sort of you can you can sort of—you don't have to be training uh, internationally to do it either. So that's um, that would be definitely on the on the on the to-do list, being close a few times. But um, uh, yeah, sort of. But there's not really nothing that I'd feel that if I was going to stop now that I'd feel gutted I didn't achieve. But if I was going to set some goals myself, there would be sort of um, sort of result goals. Um, but yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change any I've done now. Um, to, to uh, date, for sure. Definitely, had plenty. Plenty of good experiences. Made plenty of good friends. So uh, yeah. Yep. Nice. Very
2: good. Very good. And then I guess uh, well, somewhat related. Anyway, uh, from what you've achieved so far, are there any particular highlights or any particular, <laughs> I guess, results, but also race that you're particularly proud of? Performance, even if you didn't get the results, you might have. <laughs>
4: Um uh, if there was a race that I'm proud of or um uh one of one of the cooler experiences probably there's been plenty of really good experiences, but one of the one of the cool ones would have been um uh, been uh alone on the front leg of Euclid for uh for a couple of years ago and um, that was a that was a pretty pretty cool fun experience um something that i don't think don't think uh, probably chance of happening again are not so big uh, it's a pretty unique thing to be able to do um but that's definitely a, something i remember um yeah so i was going to think of a cool experience sort of being on yeah yeah. off the off the off the front of a big relay like that, and uh, sort of knowing that you're first in the forest, that's a pretty uh, pretty nice uh, pretty nice experience. Yeah, that, actually, it just made me think of um, that time back in 2012
2: at the walk relay when you were off the front as well, with Fabian Hertner. I, oh,
4: I yeah, remember yeah. him
2: dropping you on up the hill, but like you were still well ahead of the main pack, which is a pretty cool. That was uh,
4: uh, that was definitely that was a. Uh, that was a cool experience as well uh, sort of uh, flying the Irish flag out front there for for um you know walk relay that was uh, definitely a fond memory as well yeah 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 cool.
2: I think we still have a top fifteen a walk, top fifteen relay in us it's gonna, it's gonna like need the uh, need the performances to come good obviously but it's gonna win performances
4: wouldn't I check a public if uh if there's uh, three guys uh, on form definitely um, it's a possibility
2: what would you uh, what would you want from two teammates for you so let's say you were to make the, the walk relay team yeah. and
4: if you
2: what would you want to see from your two teammates to know like oh top 15 is, is achievable this year in terms of like a uh, a particular running performance or an orienteering result that you'd like to see before walk that you're like oh shit this could happen
4: um yeah, I think uh, if they were um yeah if I was in good shape and they were pushing me in the selection races or, or to beat me in the selection races, I think then we'd have a chance of a definitely a chance of a, a top 15. I think uh, yeah. if the, if um yeah, I think if two good guys um or two other guys who are in, who are in good shape, Um, Definitely, definitely possible, and it's. I think it needs to be a bit of technical walk as well for us, uh, or technical relay. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, put us put us in some tricky sand sandstone terrain, Czech Republic, and we have got a chance. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be the year.
2: Could be the year. Could be the year. Can always can
4: can can always dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. So you think three Nick Imminens anyway at the moment would, uh,
4: oh, yeah. would be able to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A team and yeah, a team of Nick Simonins, yeah, that would be uh, <laughs> We all I dream
2: guess. of it, eh?
4: Hey? We all dream of it, exactly. <laughs> sure, we
2: only really need one more man to get up there now, considering now I'm basically the same level as yourself. So
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, I wanna see I wanna see some some results first.
2: <laughs> oh, they're
4: coming by. They're coming. Yeah, yeah. See, uh make make, make sure it's all uh, it's not uh all shampoo all uh, bottle, no shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah.
2: wait, she's coming around the corner. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I'll be uh, I'll be watch I'll be watching out for that good stuff uh
2: yeah so i don't know yeah johnny any more questions
3: um i don't know maybe just from a personal perspective um if you want to talk about your like work for saucony um or like what yeah are you like a technical rep is it or a sales rep or something like that
4: um no my i'm working sort of uh, more towards the marketing side of things um at the moment i've uh, been doing that for the last uh two or three years now and um, so sort of marketing and uh sort of building building the brand getting the basically getting more people uh, to know about uh so- know about soccer in scandinavian scandinavian area and um, so there's some other guys who are more focused on the tech rep side or stuff like that but we're a small company so you're kind of small company scandinavia so you're expected to be able to sort of help out and do a lot of things um but focus on my work at the moment is uh, is definitely more towards the marketing side of things so um so
3: what fun, then yeah. would your kind of perspective be on like the say the shoes arm race that's oh, yeah. going on at the moment like so just it's... came out with their endorsement pro recently like
2: that's that is doing correct. Quite well, I've heard the Endorphin it, Pro, but Yeah,
3: I, I yeah I've um, heard it's sick, like so. It's, ah, I'm uh, sorry, it's the
4: only
2: one competing with the with the like the Nike versions.
4: Yeah, uh, I've been hearing that sort of You trying to you try and obviously, obviously, you hear quite a lot working for yourself, but I've definitely heard from other people that it's uh it's um there to compete with uh with a uh, with uh, Nike. Um, so that's really really cool that there's a. Especially, there's an option out there in the market now for runners. They, they don't have to just uh, line up on the uh, start line with Nike. Um, so hopefully, Saucony so have now made a, a really good shoe, and hopefully there'll be more more brands out there pushing pushing the technology as well and sort of um, giving runners options. Um, but hopefully, it doesn't. Uh, I'm still a bit of a, a bit of a traditionalist, so I wouldn't want the the shoes to be too Making too much of the, I think it's sort of turning a bit too much now towards shoes. Shoes sort of having a bit too much of an effect. So hopefully it can sort of be reined in a bit and then um, still be the. It's all about the runner who's got to put put uh, put the work in. Um, but uh, I mean, if that's the way it's kind of at the moment, uh, you just got to play play by the rules. So uh, and Saucony has uh, been coming out with some really really good really good products recently. So it's been a fun, fun brand to be working with uh, right now. Yeah. Mm.
2: So, uh, yeah, you'd say, like, if you were to run a marathon or something now, you'd be fine with wearing whatever the shoes out there available are now. But I guess you hope that the shoes don't go any further than
4: they currently are, is it? Yeah, I would definitely, definitely feel that way. Uh, Probably I would. um, uh, And I kind of would be sort of in the boat where, um, like, if I was to run. Yeah. I kind of distances I've run before and run them into new shoes. I'd be sort of, I almost, I'm almost tempted on a personal level to run uh, almost run the races in the shoes that you were running in before just to because I think the you can sort of cast a shadow over the results maybe if you're if you're um running in these new uh, carbon plated shoes or um with this sort of new foam technology as well. Um, so I'm uh, yeah, but definitely. If you, I can understand the elite athletes who are trying to qualify for Olympics and um trying to win prize money races. You have to, you have to wear these shoes. Um, yeah. If you want to, if you want to sort of give yourself not only the physiological chance, but also I think it's a mental side of things as well. Definitely.
2: Um, yeah. yeah. I
4: guess kind of like you said,
2: like you, from a personal level, if you want to compare it to your previous times, like yeah, you're probably better off wearing the old shoes. But i yeah. You're trying to get if you want to say that. I don't know what sort of times you're running, but if you'd like to break thirty-seven minutes for ten k or something, yeah, maybe you should try the new shoes.
4: Yeah, if you're looking to break thirty-seven minutes for ten k, it's uh, <laughs> I think it's I think you could start looking at training a bit better first um, before you start uh, forking out uh forking out three hundred euro for a pair of a uh, pair pair of carbon shoes. Uh, but yeah, if you have if you have if you have the money and you're a bit you're you're not willing to put the effort in, yeah, it's an option as well. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> have you ever met any of the like the Saucony sponsored athletes your your molly Seidel's or
4: um the american ones i haven't met uh, no uh,
2: haven't do they met many we have many scandinavian sponsored athletes
4: we yeah we have a few scandinavian sponsored athletes yeah um so we have uh, um both in yeah triathlon uh track and field sort of more middle and long distance and um some other there's a we have a few one or two volunteers as well um, so yeah. Do they um, race in cycling? Not in the forest. Um, they don't race in the forest, but um, they, they would do a bit uh, of road racing and stuff. Bit of road racing, sprint, sprint as well. When the when, when it's not a forest sprint, uh, yeah. So mm. they wear uh, wear the cycling shoes. So yeah. Yeah. Very good.
2: What shoes do you wear for sprint?
4: Um, my favorite pair of shoes for a sprint to wear would be. Uh, sockney Kilkenny shoes. They're um sort of a they're cross country. You can get them. It's a cross country spike. But you can get them without the spikes. as a flat kind of. So they have kind of oh, a bit of grip underneath cool. them. Um, and they're pretty minimalist, but still have a bit of cushioning on them. Yeah. Um. So they're uh, one of my favorites. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Fair. Oh, that feels quite nice I think you do want a little bit of grip in sprint point here, especially all the turning or if it's wet or anything don't think I'd yeah. want to run a walk sprint in from pros
4: anyway no I think the carbon I, it'll be a while before you see those sort of carbon shoes on a turning sprint course or even on a, on a normal sprint course it's just uh, yeah, they're not really designed for it yeah. they're more for, mar- for a marathon going straight forward
2: yep yep that sounds fair cool very good, boys. Uh, yeah, is that us? Anybody want to jump in with last words?
0: No, I think I'm. i think I'm
4: yeah, good. I'm good.
2: Cool. Well, it's been real. Thanks for coming on, Nick. Hope you enjoyed it. Oh,
4: no pardon, did indeed. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, good, good to have a chat and catch up.
2: Yeah, and hopefully this will help to spread your name with our global
4: listenership. Definitely, I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting. I'm expecting a A lot of DMs and uh, followers now, so yeah.
2: Yeah. Anybody listening? Nicholas Simonin, looking for some DMs. (laughs)
4: Cheers. (laughs) Thanks.
2: Hey mate, you said it, not me. (laughs) All right, boys. Thanks. It's been real. Take care. Yeah. Cheers. See
6: ya. On a warm summer's evening. off to sleep, and somewhere in the darkness, the gambler he broke even, but in his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got no when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and no when to run, you never count. Table